is Act of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Jonathan Jones. This is Jonathan Jones. Welcome to my weekly commentary and discussion. Uh, it is a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, those of you that are listening, um, there are several people from outside my church in Slayton, Texas that listen. Uh, I know that for a fact, uh, but also I think some of my uh, choir members um, in, in, in the worship ministry at First Baptist Slayton listen as well. Um, at least I hope they do. I send them links every week, and my, my hope and prayer is that what, what I say and what I teach here um, uh, it helps people, that it, it is beneficial and edifies the church. Um, this is not something that is part of my uh, job duties in my pastoral ministry at First Baptist Slayton, um, but it is something that I enjoy doing and that I feel led to do. I, I um, love studying, I love teaching, and, and I want these things that I discuss and talk about to help people. Today's an interesting day. Um, if you are listening right now, we are approaching um, here very quickly the 500th anniversary of uh, the Protestant Reformation, uh, the day that Martin Luther nailed 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg. That was October 31st of 1517. And so um, I'm, I'm not going to get too much into... Uh, theology of worship or anything today, um, because this day is approaching, and if you're a Protestant, if you are not Catholic, you are a product of what Martin Luther Christ themselves, without relying on clergy or on the church. The church is an institution ordained by God, but the church itself has no salvific power. Salvation includes a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is personal. It is between the individual and God. And so perhaps Luther saw the problem in parishioners' lack of biblical understanding. Many people were illiterate. They could not read the Bible, so they had to rely on what the clergy told them and just trust that it was correct, and many times it was not. Uh, mass was carried out solely in Latin during that time, while most congregants, at least in Luther's area of the world, were German-speaking. That was their vernacular language. Luther believed in utilizing the vernacular so that people could not only participate, but could also understand the Word of God and think for themselves. And so the Catholic Church during this time taught that buying indulgences played a significant role in someone's forgiveness, and now 500 years later, here we are, largely realizing that Jesus is the only one who can forgive sins. And posting this thesis and these theses on this issue, Luther was eventually excommunicated from the Catholic Church as a heretic. He took a difficult path, but he desired to preach the truth rather than to distort the gospel for his personal gain. And so there are many benefits of the Protestant Reformation. Uh, Luther was not perfect. He was an imperfect man trying to preach a perfect gospel. And his goal was not to start a revolt, but for genuine reforms that needed to be made among uh, the institution God ordained in the church. 
And so posting his 95 theses to the church door in Wittenberg, when he did that, an undying fire was started that spread rapidly. And thanks to the printing press and many other things that I believe God set in place to use, to this day, we are still seeing the effects of the Reformation. Luther, was a, he was zealous for the word of God and for the church's identity in Christ alone. He began a good work, and we should be thankful for that. And so as we approach 500 years since the Protestant Reformation began, we should thank God where the gospel is preached and where lives are changed. Thanks for listening. This is Jonathan Jones. Did it, did it, did it, did it.